Following the Kaikoura earthquake of November 2016, the then national government announced a support package for businesses and workers affected by the quake. The package was modelled on previous support packages for small businesses after the Christchurch earthquakes. I think the important difference between Christchurch and Kaikoura was that uh, in Canterbury, after the Canterbury quakes, it was dependent on whether the businesses themselves could conduct their business. In Kaikoura, there was no business to conduct. Uh, Initially, it was an eight-week subsidy for firms with fewer than 20 staff to ensure businesses could keep people on the payroll. Stephen Joyce was the Economic Development Minister at the time. He joins me now. Good morning to you. Hey, Kerry, how are you? Good, thank you. You're glad you haven't got COVID to deal with? Um, well, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, every government has challenges, yeah. um, and um, this is the current one. It's different to the last one, and will be different to the next one. But I think um, it's going to it's certainly going to test our government. I would say it is. I mean, I suppose tourism has been hit hard. Are there ways that the Kaikoura template could be adapted to to assist tourism businesses to get through this tough time? You've got to sort of start at first principles and say, well, what are you trying to do? Because there's a lot of sort of solutions being thrown around at the moment. Um, and I think in these situations where you have a sharp shock, uh, the argument is simply that if you can keep people in work who otherwise would lose their jobs, then that's better than actually uh, having to sort of support them uh, when they're unemployed. Yeah, You can't do that forever, um, but you can do it for a period of time. And uh, this would seem to be certainly a time where that's worth looking at. So from the government's perspective, you want to try and keep the workforce in work um, as much as possible. I think the difficulty with this one is it's probably going to be a broader slowdown than uh, what we saw in any of the earthquakes. Well, firstly, geographically, it's broader. But secondly, I suspect that to some degree the virus is a is a, um, if you like, a catalyst for what was probably coming anyway, which was a broader economic slowdown. There's been a bit of frothiness on the world markets over the last couple of years, which was hard to hard to sort of understand for most serious uh, market watchers. And I think they're now looking at it and going, well, this is probably a reminder to everybody that actually world doesn't continue on happily forever. There's always a challenge. And so I suspect this is a longer downturn uh, and and. Uh, than, than just the virus. But in the meantime, the virus is what's in front of us and certainly the tourism sector, but not just the tourism sector, forestry and others that we know about as well. How much of this is just based on human emotion as opposed to actual market factors? I, I think that, well, you could, you could <laughs> analyse a huge amount. I think it's based on human factors, absolutely. Um, I'd have some question marks personally over the way some governments have responded uh, in terms of the way they've explained it to people. Mm. Um, yeah, but this is sort of wider than the discussion we're we're down to have. Yeah. But um, I think uh, I think yeah, there's there's I mean people are naturally worried, and I think probably uh, governments more generally should be more open with their game plan and what they're actually trying to achieve, because. Um, at the moment, it looks like, oh, this thing's the worst thing since sliced bread. We've got to stop it. Where in actual fact, uh, what's really going on is they're trying to slow down a virus, mm. um, which um, is, is probably a bigger risk for overwhelming health systems than it is to uh, 
uh, many individuals personally, although there is obviously a real risk to people who are vulnerable, like the elderly and so on. Mm, exactly. So the um, Russians and the Saudis haven't helped matters at all, really, have they, with their face-off? No, it's, timing is not good for that. But there's lots of things with timing, and I, mm. I think it applies to the current government in New Zealand as well. It's sort of like, well, you've been doing all sorts of things. Um, and one of the hardest things for governments to do is to change direction suddenly when circumstances change. And I think uh, there are things that uh, might have looked sensible a few months ago um, that may or may not look sensible now. Uh, and um, and so I would have, I would argue for a broader reassessment of some of the economic policy decisions that have been made, um, given that obviously the world is going to be in a much tougher place over the next six months to a year than it has and it was being expected up until about a month and a half ago, um, and that covers a whole range of policy areas. And I just think at the moment it's sort of like, oh, let's stick a Band-Aid on it and hope it works. But there's going to have to be a broader reassessment of how do you encourage growth in a situation where it's going to be very hard to find. Yes, although Grant Robertson made the point that um, when he was talking to Mike Hosking this morning that you know the in, that although Australia has announced a huge billion-dollar relief package, their circumstances are quite different and also they haven't embarked on the infrastructure projects that New Zealand has to the same extent. <laughs> I'm not sure that I could agree with that. There's a lot more going on in infrastructure in Australia than there is in New Zealand currently. But so, comparatively, so you know, by, by taking... No, it... I, think, I think, I mean, the, the biggest challenge for all of us in New Zealand is keeping up with what Australia spends on infrastructure. Um, uh, and um, so, yeah, I, I think... I think, yeah, you could make, you make political differences, if you like, between the two, but the fact of the matter remains that um, notwithstanding what we're both doing in infrastructure, you know, the Chinese market is slowing down you know, hugely quickly. It, both countries have been very successful because of their relationship with China, but now we're going to see a bit of downside because of that. Um, and uh, it's quite possible uh, that Grant, and this is sort of my point, is that Grant may have to be in a situation where he uh, takes more dramatic action over the next period than he thinks he has to at this point. And, you know, Australia obviously already arrived at that point. Yes, they've been growing a bit more slowly in recent times, mm. but in the overall scheme of things, it's not massively different. I mean, both of us have a situation where our, 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 by far our biggest trading partner has basically stopped for the moment. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, we're going to have some challenges. We most certainly, certainly are. And when it comes to uh, the fact that Grant Robinson also said that they've managed to clear up the nasty debts that were left behind, <laughs> do you make that? Do you which take is, his point? Oh, well, I don't know what nasty debts he's talking about. Um, that was my uh, words, the, sorry. I paraphrased. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look. Um, the, the fact is the books have been in good shape, which is good. But the thing is what you do now and what um, what impact that has. And I say again, I mean, there's talk, for example, this morning that the government may look to guarantee businesses' loans. Well, I don't know if that's a particularly smart idea. Because, again, what are you trying to do? Um, what you should be trying to do is, is you know, what's, what's important from the government perspective, and that's to try and keep as many people in work as possible. Yes, um, and if you look at who's vulnerable in, at this point, well, obviously the tourism industry, hospitality industry, uh, you've got um, uh, you've got you know, workers that are in training, for example, apprentices and so on. They tend to be the first to be laid off in an economic downturn. Uh, 
um, and because of the cost of the business as well. So those are the sort of groups you've got to be looking at for some form of, of wage subsidy, but it's got to be really controlled because yeah, otherwise people will just take you for a ride. Mm. Um, in Kaikoura, we made clear there had to be a certain dramatic drop in turnover of the firm that had to be able to be verified with... Uh, um, had to be able to be verified with MSD. Yep. And that certainly knocked a few people out of the process um, because you know some people were just having a go. Uh, and you also, so for example, the the apprenticeship thing. I, I think that's really important. Unfortunately, we're right in the middle of the government dismantling the mm-hmm. current apprenticeship system and replacing it with another one. Um, I, if I was them, I'd be looking very closely at delaying some of that because they're going to need the ITOs to help uh, with the businesses over the next period. I think they should be looking at potentially upping the the employer subsidy rate for a defined period of time to keep to make it more sensible for employers to keep apprentices on even when the uh, even when their businesses are struggling. In other words, make it a, a, a very low cost to them of keeping apprentices on. Those are the sort of things you'd look to. And I suppose also the minimum wage, because there's very big minimum yeah. wage increases going on. I was just about to um, ask that. Would you delay that? I'd look really closely at that. Uh, you know, there's plenty of small businesses that, that right now are really uh, struggling, you know, bars and, 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 uh, and restaurants and so on, cafes. Many of them have got minimum wage workers. And the government's going to wander along in a couple of weeks' time and saying, well, notwithstanding all of this, in fact, that your business has largely disappeared, we're going to put your, you know, the cost of your wage bill up. Um, and that just seems the, it seems now completely the wrong time to be doing this. Now, you might have been able to make an argument for it in January. I don't know when they made the decision. It might have been around the end of last year. But these are the sort of things you'd, you'd be reassessing pretty seriously now, I would have thought. I thank you very much for the benefit of your experience and your time. Stephen Joyce, former... Economic Development Minister, 